Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast. Coming to you from the Tabernacle of Praise Church International, headquartered in York, South Carolina, where our founder and overseer is Bishop Alfred Jackson. Copies of the message from this broadcast can be purchased at our headquarters in Monrovia at the Hope of Praise Church in Numatadia States, where Jackson G. Weah is pastor. We would love to hear from you, so write to us here in America at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745, or email us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. What other people are saying without having really done research and, and knowing for ourselves. Uh, we form opinions off of what we see on television. And how things are depicted on TV. And sometimes things are not depicted accurately. So the Word of God speaks to us. We're Christians. And there are some things that, that we have to deal with as Christians. Um, and, and one of the things that the Word of God speaks to us about is that God is concerned about injustice. For people who may feel like God is silent, for people who may buy into the thought of, 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 um, or, or the words that people say that, uh, you know, we serve a white man's God or, or the church is not effectively responding to the concerns of the black community. Um, we have to understand, we have a responsibility to study the scriptures and understand God's heart and know God's heart. Regardless of what I may fail to tell you, you still have a responsibility to study for yourself. Amen. To do research for yourself. Amen. And to know the word of God for yourself. Right. So if I fail to tell you something, then you're not without excuse for, for knowing because I think everybody in here can read. When we look at our text, uh, when we look at our text, one of the things that we notice here in this particular text and I'm going to share this from the commentary, which says, Earthly greatness and God's supreme rule over rulers and judgment of judges are the theme of this text, of this passage, of this psalm. That, that earthly greatness and God's supreme rule over rulers and judgment of judges is the theme of other themes of this particular psalm. Okay, when you read the psalm, um, it talks about God with a big G. And when you read it, you see God's with a small G. If you don't know the difference, whenever you see a small G, it's not talking about the sovereign God. 
In all of my writings, if you pay attention to what I write and send out, if I refer to God, I always refer to him with a capital G. If I use pronouns, I always refer, use a capital H to refer to him, to refer to, to the Lord, to refer to the Holy Spirit. Because in the scriptures, if you just read God's and you don't know the distinction, you, you miss some of the essence of what the scripture is saying. And so the small g deals with not necessarily idol gods in this particular scripture, but it deals with persons whom God has placed in authority in the earth realm as judges, as rulers, as kings. When you study the the, the, the meaning of the text, all right? Um, and what the psalmist does here is like, you know, have you ever seen an aerial view of, of something? So it's like the, 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 the psalmist takes his stand uh, from an aerial perspective, all right, of inspired prophecy, and, and he gives to us uh, as the Bible is often inclined to do, a view of human life from above. And all of us will admit that when you look at things from above, you see things that you don't see when you're on the ground. Things totally look different. If, if I'm only looking at you from where I'm standing among you, I'm going to miss a whole lot of things. But if I look at you from above, I'm going to see some different things. I'm going to behold some different things. I'm going to understand some different things. So in the administration of justice and, and, and claims to obedience in uh, force, in the last resort by the death penalty, all right, as you read this, this psalm, it says in verse 7, but you will all die like mere men. There's a death penalty, all right? Uh, these gods or rulers or judges are God's representatives, and, and he's call, he calls them gods with a little g. But the scripture is saying that God is going to judge them. God is going to judge them. He's going to judge them. You see, what God has done and, and Romans tells us this, that, 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 that rulers are put in place by God. Okay? Excuse me. Uh, what God has done is that he's put in the president's care, the, the senate's care, the house of representatives, the mayor of the cities, the, the governor of the states, the, the police officers, uh, the, 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 the civic council and the county council. Sometimes people don't understand this. What God has done is that he's put in their care the lives, the property, uh, duty, and welfare of the citizens. They've been entrusted into their hands by God himself. This is what the scripture is teaching us. All right. Verse 8, uh, the psalmist says, rise up, O God. Judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. Yes, this is a prayer, but it's also, it's a declaration, it's a declaration of faith 
that the sovereign God who owns and who holds the nations in his hands will rise up. And we can't say when he's going to rise up. It's not in our power. But he will rise up. He's going to rise up and judge the, the, the rulers, judge the, the judges, judge the police officers, judge the presidents of this world, even here in the United States of America. Injustices, injustice and suffering for the poor and the disenfranchised is a hard thing to deal with. And people generally say, if there is a God, why does he allow evil things to happen to people who can't seem to help themselves? And sometimes, for people who don't have a broader perspective, they lose faith in God. They say, why serve God? Why serve the God that the pastor's preaching about and the church is teaching about when it doesn't seem like he's doing anything to protect us? Listen, what people don't understand is while they are saying these words, if there is a God, why doesn't he, why does he allow evil? Why did God allow uh, 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 that man in, 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 in Baton Rouge to be brutally shot by that police officer? Why? What they don't understand is, is that while they're saying those words, Many times, they're reserving the right to live the way they want to live and do what they want to do in their lives without acknowledging, listen to me, or wanting God to intervene in any way. Listen to me. If God would violate the free will of a man to kill another man, he would also have to violate the free will of a man to marry a man or a woman to marry a woman. If he would violate the free will of a man to kill another man, he would have to violate the free will of a person to have sex before marriage or to take the tithe and use the tithe any way he wants to use or she wants to use the time. You got to hear me now. You got to hear because we're looking at this from the wrong perspective. We want to live like we want to live. And then we want to call God into account and say, God, why aren't you doing something about it? But God has created you in a sovereign design as a free moral agent. So if he stops somebody from killing somebody, He's violating their free will. 
And if, he, and if he violates his free will, he has to violate your free will. And you don't want God to violate your free will because you want to do what you want to do. Are you understanding? It may not sound good, but it's the truth. We want God to move and we want him to move. We want God to intervene on those things that we think are important. But when we don't have time for God, we don't have time for God. Think about violating free will. In God's, in God's sovereign design, he created human beings in his own image and his own likeness, which means that we have the freedom to govern our lives as we want to govern our lives without forced intervention, which means if we choose evil, we have the freedom to do it. That's why we can sin, and God will not intervene and stop us from sinning forcefully. He will not force you to stop committing adultery. He will not force you to stop fornicating. He will not force you to stop gossiping and lying. He will not force you because he created you. Where are my amens at? Where you holler, where's my hollering at now? Come on now. We're running around the streets protesting. Black lives matter. And they do, but all lives matter. To the God who created all of us in his image and his likeness. And we will snub our noses in God's face. With the lives that we live and the things that we do. You mean to tell me all of these babies born out of wedlock is the will of God? You mean to tell me all of these marriages that end in divorce is the will of God? But when we get ready to do what we want to do, we don't consult God. We don't mind. We don't pay attention to what God says. And we will dishonor God and we will rebel against his church. Yes, I'm mad. But I ain't mad at you. I'm mad at the devil who has blinded the minds of those that don't believe. And yes, I get sick of people who will not honor God in their lives but want God to move and, and intervene and change things when we're wicked and we're mean and we're uncaring and we don't know how to talk to one another. When it comes to injustice in society, it's important to realize that many things happen because evil is in the world. Evil is in the heart of men, women, boys, and girls who have rejected God, who don't want to hear anything about God, who don't want to allow the Spirit of God to penetrate their hearts and their minds. 
and change them from their wickedness. Evil is here. But we have the right to be evil if we want to be evil. Hear me, young men. We talk about our young black men afraid of white police officers. Hear me now. But you got to learn how to respect authority. If you rise up in your parents' face, if you think your parents don't have a right to tell you anything, you go to school, you think the teacher don't have a right to tell you anything. You ever heard people say, the teacher don't like me? You ain't there for the teacher. Like you're there to get an education. You do what you're supposed to do. And you study. And you present yourself as a presentable person. And then, if you are, dis- if you are treated unjustly, you have a right. But when you go to school and you rise up and you tell a teacher what you're not going to take and, you, and you're disrespectful to the teacher and you're included in that group that's disrespectful. I was talking to, 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 I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to a young child the other day and I said, I said uh, you, you, you don't need to get labeled as being a bad child. You can sit here and holler injustice all day long. But listen, I'm old enough to know what we've lived through. All right? Listen to me, young people. I'm old enough to know what some of us have lived through. I'm old enough to have gone to schools where I had white instructors. And some of them may not have liked black people, but it was the way we carried ourselves that made the difference. I heard a guy say on the television the other day, he was a football player, I think he was, and he had all of this gold in his mouth. And somebody asked him about all that gold, and he said it's a cultural thing. Well, you know, my goodness. Listen now, listen. Some things that are cultural you have to reject if you want to be a part of the larger society. If you're only concerned about being in your little group, then you're going to have a very limited perspective on life. Part of our problem is we only want to be, and we've only been in our little group. So, yes, things are acceptable in our little group. So I call you nigger. I call you my dog, you know, in my little group. Then why are you going to get mad at white people for calling you a nigger? That's the term you use. They don't have the right. But that's what you're doing. Well, this is just getting rid of it. If you don't like the word, we know how niggers have been portrayed in our society. So we reject the word. There's a better word to use. So, so God has spoken to us in the scripture, and it behooves us. It behooves us to search the scriptures to discover before we reject God. Listen to me, young people. Listen to me. Because there, there is an issue with disinterest in the church. You don't have time for the church. You got time for everything. You got time for all that thug music. You got time for your thug friends. 
You got time to be out in the nightclub and doing all kinds of things. But when it comes to church, you won't sleep in on Sunday morning. People got to beg and people got to plead with you. People got to pull on you to help you to see the importance of God in your life, the importance of the sovereign God who created the world. And we got to do all of this stuff to try to get you interested when your heart is not really there. What is it going to take? It behooves us to search the scriptures and discover what God says. The God that we serve, Jehovah, Elohim, El Shaddai, the God that we serve, to understand how what his heart is and what he has to say about injustice. When it comes to the poor, when it comes to the disenfranchised, God has not forgotten about us. He's not forgotten about us. This is, you know, this is not just for the young people, but parents, y'all got to hear this. We have to hear this too. Because sometimes we buy into stuff and we allow our children because of what we say in our houses. Lord, have mercy. Because of what we say in our houses about people, about society. How many of us were raised, people tell you, child doing wrong, I'm going to call the police on you. It happened a lot in our communities. And, and what we were teaching was that the police officer is going to get you, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's, he's, he's mean, you're going to go to jail. And we're trying to scare them. But why are you trying to scare your child to keep him from going to jail? Get you a belt. Get you a switch. You ain't got to scare them to keep them from going to jail. No little bad things, whip them. But you got to love them while you're whipping them. Amen. You know, you know, we see our children doing things and we're laughing at them today. We're just, when children do bad, we're laughing. I saw this the other Sunday and, and I saw mom had to pop up baby while adults were laughing at what he did that was wrong. And we'll do that quickly. Without thinking because, and then it reinforces in the child's mind when you laugh, let me do this again because they laughed at me. And mama said, oh, no, 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 no. Well, you don't see many, too many parents that they're going to whip their child. And we, we hide behind if I whip my child, they're going to call DSS and they're going to take my child. Well, your child already frustrated you. Y'all already made you mad. You're already threatening to put them out. Now, why are you worried about DSS taking them? Why are you worried? You, you already threatened them. I'm going to put y'all. You, uh, whip them! Well, let me tell you something. You can't wait until they get 15. You cannot wait until they're 15. One of the things that we know about God is that he's merciful, he's loving, he's kind, but he's also a just God. Are you listening? The examples in Scripture show us the various components of God's character and God's nature. All right? When King David 
King David, mind you, the king of the nation of Israel, a man of power, a man of authority, when he takes Uriah's wife and he has Uriah killed to cover up his sin, God sends the prophet to David. And God punishes David, the king. Read 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. The prophet said to David, now therefore the sword shall never, listen now, I said the other Sunday, sometimes that, you know, we, we, we don't want to deal with the fact that a lot of stuff that's happening in the world is God's judgment upon us because of our sin. Because we just want to deal with a merciful God. All right? But we need, to, we need to look at the scripture and you need to fear God. I'll say it again. We need to, we need to start fearing God again. What is it going to take for us to fear God? A lot of times we don't fear God because we do what we want to do. He said, the sword shall never depart from your house because you've despised me and you've taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus saith the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against you in your own house and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them unto you. Now, that was, a day, that was a day when men could have more than one wife. That ain't the day to day. All right. God said to him, you could have had any woman in Israel. You took this man's wife. He said, I'm going to take your wives before your eyes. I'm going to give them to your neighbor. And he will lay with your wives in the sight of the sun. What you did was in secret. But, what I will, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. I'll do it so everybody can see. What did his own son do? Y'all listening to me? What did God allow his own son to do? And then David didn't get off. That child that he had with Bathsheba died. God is a God of justice. He's merciful. He, he did have mercy on David like he's having a whole lot of mercy on us. You know why we're still living? You know why we're still sitting in here today? Because God has had mercy on us. We read the scriptures and we see God's care for the poor and the dispossessed. When he instructs the Hebrew people, he said even when you, when you, when you harvest your crops, he said, don't Put all of the crop, crop in the barn. Leave some in the field for the poor and the strangers in Egypt, in Israel. We see God setting up cities of refuge when he sent the people into the promised land so that if anybody killed somebody unjustly, uh, 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 just, they could run to the city of refuge until they had a chance to stand before the judge. The psalmist declares in Psalm 94, verses 16 through 23, who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against the evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O oh God, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your, your consolations cheer my soul. Can the wicked rulers be allied with you? 
those who frame injustice by statute, can they be allied with you, God? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God the rock of my refuge. He will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord, our God, will wipe them out. Oh, God has a day set. People who do injustice, God has a day set. You, can, you, can, you, you, you might get away. You might get by, but you won't get away. That's the old saying people used to say. You need to apply that to your life because you're hollering about justice. You need to apply this to your life. You might get by. So, so what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What, what can we do about all of this? You know, I, I know we're looking for answers. But I wanna, before I get into that, I want to encourage you. God has not turned a deaf ear to us. God has not turned his back on America and what's happening in this country. Many people in America have turned a deaf ear to God. But God has a remnant of people in America who still love him. God is still concerned about the poor. God is still concerned about the dispossessed. God is still concerned about the disenfranchised. I could go a whole, I could preach, I, I could go a whole, a, a, a lot of different ways right here. Let me just say this. If you're poor, if you feel dispossessed, disenfranchised, what are you 